Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast. This is David and Jason Benham, and no, Larry Hubatka, the buttery voice, our host of Expert Ownership, is not here today. He's got the whooping cough. No, Which, no he doesn't. But it's a good thing because he's not going to butcher our, our last name like he always loves to do. Yeah, it's Benham, like denim, with a D, only it's with a B, and then there's an H. A.M. in there. Anyway, All right, so what are we talking whatever. about? What are we talking about? But, but first, Larry does not have the whooping cough. I was only teasing. Who cares? He just couldn't make it into the studio. But so here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the power of alignment. Alignment in your business to the strategic vision and how you can align every area of your business to that vision, which makes people a heck of a lot more productive, including your contractors and independent labor. And it, it, it allows you to have more freedom and allows you to make more money. But in, most of all, it allows you to have more impact. And the beauty is, is that we brought in the heavy hitter to help us with this. We knew that David and I could not carry a topic that was so incredibly deep and intellectually stimulating as Dude, alignment. Okay, would you just show So we brought in... Bedlam Brothers. <laughs> yes, that is the voice of our CEO at Expert Ownership and our master coach, albeit... I don't know where just I'm going where with all you, that. Just say his Eric name. Eric Dadgumbeck. <laughs> Eric Beck. And Eric Beck was the former director of global training at Emith. And if you've never heard of Emith before, you've probably not been in business, but it's amazing. Emith by Michael Gerber and Emith Revisited. Eric has done TEDx talks and all of these things on the topics that we're going to be talking about in this episode. So it's going to be amazing. But I want to kick it off by saying I was in church on Sunday. And it was pretty cool because our pastor, they did some announcements, video announcements, and during the visit, video announcements, they removed uh, his podium and put a couch and a chair up there, and then they put a slide up that said, raising a prodigal. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I hope he brings a family out. And sure enough, he did, a, a, a mom and a dad and a daughter. And then the pastor sat in, in the chair and began to interview them, and this is why I want to give this testimony about the power of alignment, because this young girl, through years, starting in 7th and 8th grade, and then ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grade, became a drug addict. She was checked into a psych ward, clinically depressed, tried to commit suicide. I mean, all of this stuff is happening, and here are these parents that were leading the church. Wow. Now, they weren't the ultimate leaders of the church, but they were leaders in the church, and then the mom and the dad, they were talking about the walking through this battle and this journey and the, the pain and, and how God is so faithful. And now here's this girl. She actually leads worship at our church. It's amazing. Well, here's what she said, and, and this is where I want to kind of springboard into the power of alignment in business, but this will also help you in your own life and also to help you with your help your kids. This young girl here now, she's about 20 years old, and she said, in seventh grade, I began to align myself and glorify the darkness. And it started with believing simple little lies. Mm. And she said, and it was so simple. 
She said, and it started for me in seventh grade when I took a math test. I didn't do very good. And I actually heard a whisper in my head, you're stupid. And she said, and I didn't take that captive. And I actually heard it over and over and over again until it actually started to become a reality for me. And she said, and it didn't just stop it. That's you're stupid. Remember, that's the lie. That's the whisper of Satan. But she said it didn't stop there. Remember, the ceiling always becomes the floor with Satan. It intensifies in your heart and it extensifies into the home and into the community. So it didn't stop with you're stupid. It was you're ugly. Nobody really loves you. God is not real. And over and over and over again, she said, by the time I was a junior in high school, I was completely aligned with the darkness. And she said, and I glorified the darkness to the point where that became my reality. And she said, and now my mom and dad, who were leaders of a church, now they backed out of ministry for a while. And my grandparents, who would drive me to school every day because my parents, it was they, it was such a struggle. And she said, my granddad would make me listen to sermons. And she goes, and I hated it. I hated him. I hated it. And she said, and then one day after about three years My grandma and my grandpa pulled me aside and just began to speak to me and said, there's freedom in Jesus. He loves you. He created you. And she said he would, they were speaking such truth to me, but I did not know it was truth. I I thought it was a lie and I hated them for it. She said, because my reality, I was actually the lie that I'd been aligning with became my reality so that the truth of the gospel of Christ and my destiny and he created me was a lie in my world. Mm -hmm. And now of course it couldn't couldn't penetrate because she had aligned herself with this. Well, by God's grace, she said, I went to my bedroom and all I said was, God, if you're real, I need you to help me. And, and, and she said, and that, that was just, it was just that simple. And she said, but I decided because my grandpa told me to, that I should just continue to speak truth. And she said, and as I spoke truth, like, I'm not stupid. God made me. Like, oh, God made me how he made me. I'm his creature. He created me, and I'm beautiful in his eyes. She said, all of a sudden, things began to happen. And she said, I started to experience a freedom I've never experienced before. Now, at this point, the church is like ready to, uh, the pastor, of course, he's very intuitive. He's like, we're going to give an altar call for parents who have a prodigal and for kids who are struggling. Bro, I'm telling you, the altar was packed. People bawling their eyes out because so many of us have aligned ourselves with Satan. And of course, when we look at the culture, you're a boy. No, you're not a boy. You're a girl. Well, you be whatever you want it to be. I mean, all this other stuff. It's like people are aligning themselves with it's it's not reality it's a lie so it now obviously that's so heavy and such a great testimony of this young girl to then springboard into business is kind of like too vanilla but eric i want you to just kind of springboard off of that Mm -hmm. having consulted and coached thousands of companies Mm -hmm. about alignment Mm -hmm. how do these two match up they match up perfectly and 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 really it's not it's not far apart because alignment you know if you think of being trapped in a stronghold Right. Yeah, yeah. You're you're being held back from what you're supposed to be in, right? So alignment ultimately is I've broken through the strongholds and things are back in alignment. I remember going to church camp and playing volleyball and I was probably 13 and all about just getting that 
you know, spike in the whole thing, and I'm blocking spikes, and I'm just loving this thing, right? So this is in Cleveland, Tennessee, way back in the day, and I, I jump up to block this, this spike, and it hits off my hands, and it goes out, so it's side out, and we have to rotate, and I'm, like, kind of bummed, and my probably some girl I was wanting to impress was like, <laughs> I don't know, I kind of thought, but nah, I don't know. Anyway, when I was walking over, I bumped my hand against my leg, and I was like, oh, man, and I thought, like, I got bit by a hornet or something, mm. and I looked down in my pinky, where it was supposed to be, it wasn't. And where it was, was about halfway down and just oh, shredded wow. the skin. I, I'm like, all right, now I got, something has to happen about this. Go to the school, the, not the school nurse, the camp nurse, right? She takes my hand and she's like, okay, look, Eric, it's out of joint. We got to put it back in alignment. And she says, I'm going to do it on the count of three and it's probably going to hurt quite a bit. So I want you to just try to relax as much as you can, but I'm going to do it on three. One snap. Oh. <laughs> and it went right in. And it actually felt pretty good considering right away. Now, people are dislocated. They're mm. dislocated from their gender. They're dislocated from their creator. They're dislocated from purpose. And anytime that happens, you get this chaos. And it's always going to end in some form of self-destruction you mm. know, or self-hatred or self-loathing. And, of course, that's the voice of the enemy that is sowing that seed. So, you know, when you look at alignment in anyone's life, I think ultimately we're talking about alignment with the business, but it's, it always comes back to, am I doing what I've been made to do? Mm. And so before you go start a business, you have to ask the question, what is this business helping me do? And am I made to do that? Mm. So is this business a vehicle yeah. for the alignment of my life trajectory with my calling in Christ? So even though it might seem kind of far afield, it's really not at all because the secondary purpose of business is to help your team realize their calling and to get into greater alignment with who they've been made to be. And then the third circle is going to be our customers, our market. And when you run business that way, it's so different than buying something for a dollar and selling it for two. Okay. So let's, let's back up a couple of steps off of the business because the business is people. Mm -hmm. uh, first, right. uh, obviously we're, we're building systems and we have a lot of coaching on that, but, but really we're, we're actually dealing with people. So in the context of the story of this young girl who had to get right first, now she's whole and now she knows her purpose, right? And then you pay attention to your personality and to the talents and abilities God's given you. And then you can kind of mold those into skills that can become productive in society. And that can also kick off a side hustle or a business. What are some of the things that are the anchor activities? Mm -hmm. People have listening to this podcast have heard us say anchors all the time. That's yeah. your, that's your word. What are some of the anchor activities that we can do individually to make sure that we're in alignment with God? And what are some of the lies? What are some of the ways Satan gets in and get, whacks us out of alignment yeah. personally and then let's apply that to business? Yeah, I, I'd just say it's just like being on an airplane. You know, the pilot is constantly checking in with the tower. He's constantly looking at the course, the heading versus where the plane actually is. So in, in, the, in the, I guess the Navy version of that, they call it tacking. So you're never really going straight in a straight line. You're always coming back to alignment. Mm. So I think the, the anchor activity is to go, is there anything I could do on a daily basis that keeps reminding me of the angle I'm supposed to be on? Because one of Satan's tricks is to say, man, I had that church service. I had that listening prayer. This, you know, Jason had this word for me and it's so clear. And then especially men, but, but men and women will then take off and not come back to that word and mm. just kind of plow off into nowhere. And the enemy's like, gotcha. Oh, yeah. I gave you truth. You're going to forget it. And you're going to let, you're going to let go of it because you're so excited about it. And off you go, instead of having the humility to be like, okay, what Jason said, what I read in this book, what the Holy Spirit said to me, so powerful. Now I got to come back to it tomorrow. 
And that's where I think the journaling really matters to, to, to really meditate on what God's sharing with us. I always say to people, you know, man, I, I can't hear God. I can't hear God. I always just say, well, what did you do with the last thing he told you? Oh, because that's if so you weren't good. faithful with it, why would he give you a new thing? So that's probably the most important thing to get back in alignment with, with what you've heard and with what God said, you know, f- for you, you know? Yeah. And I like yeah. the way that you talk about alignment being something that aligns you with the call of God on your life. You can't allow it to just be the needs of people because And you had to correct me and David on this in our own business and how we saw the needs of people in the business world whenever we started Expert Ownership. And we're like, hey, we're going to launch Faith-Filled Entrepreneurs and a Greater Freedom and Success. And then David and I find ourselves outside of our lane doing some some coaching and some seminars on things that, that people need for sure, but technical things that, you know, isn't really our sweet spot. You came in by God's grace and took that from us, but you also taught us it can't be the needs of people. You have to figure out what is authorized for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to align yourself with what is authorized. Why don't you talk about authorized work for a yeah, second? Well, it is that thing you said, you know, and it's funny to hear you say it. I mean, when it's your thing that you love, you never feel like you're taking it from somebody. You know, yeah. you mm-hmm. feel like the other person feels like, oh, thank you. And then the person who does it is like, thank you. You know, that's God's kingdom. It's always reciprocal. I think ultimately, you know, when you're looking at the getting in alignment and getting structured and getting all those things in place, it always comes back to, am I clear on my trajectory? Am I clear on where I'm going? So that's just always the thing I'm asking is like, where did I come from? Where am I going to, you know, and you guys as pro ball players, you know, could, could teach a master class on throwing, right? That's yeah. everybody's got to be able to throw. And so the mechanics of that have to start backwards before they go forwards. Right. right. And that's in, that's in the book. So I just, I just always kind of come back to that, Jason, and just go, where did I come from? What's in my spiritual DNA? What's my, what's my heritage and what's my trajectory? And then what is it about what I'm doing now today, my relationships, the areas I'm focused in to say, now this is what's keeping me in my sweet spot. And part of that is being accountable to other people. Mm. You know, I always feel like you're wanting to build a vision driven business, not a personality driven business. And you want your whole team to keep coming back to you and say, so how's this new thing we're going to do, Eric, line up with this vision of where we're supposed to be in two years. And if you don't have a great answer for that, then you probably already jumped the gun a little bit. So in your personal life, but also in your professional life with your company, Mm -hmm. you want to align back to the vision. It's constantly, you've, you've got, so are you looking at your personal vision? Yeah, we have it on our, beside our TV. We don't have TV, but we have like a little DVD player and we have a, a little plaque of it. That's the Beck family vision statement. Okay. So it's there all the time. Okay. Let's do, let's do a family vision statement and a corporate vision statement. Okay. And then, and then a few anchors that, that, that our listeners and Jason and I can take home with us and, and keep those, keep ourselves aligned with the vision. Yeah. So take us through your personal one. So the first one would be that uh, we eat most of our meals together. So I have two boys out of the house and, and four at home. And it's funny because we never really had it as optional. Yeah. So then it never gets, it's never an argument or, Hey, we want to go do this or do that. So it's like, that's just what we do. And, and not everybody talks the whole meal, right? It's not just a free for all conversation. It, there's a little bit of structure and we, yeah. we, we have this whole thing we do where like, like we, we say, leave an interval, you know, our family's very vocal, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, so, a, that's us. Especially right? when Jason's family and my family are together. It's going that's right. Oh. So we just work on the, the discipline of hearing what is being said through each person, you know? So some of those family rituals are like having those meals together. We also do like a digital sunset. So after seven o'clock, if it's powered by batteries, it's going to go off. 
for two reasons. One is there's some pretty good research now about how it affects your Absolutely. circadian rhythms and sleep cycles and all that stuff. And, and your kids especially too. And then exactly that. So there's just a constant stimulation, you know, and I really don't think that, again, I'm not a doctor, but I, I don't think that a lot of what gets diagnosed as attention deficit and those sorts of things is really anything other than no vision. If you mm -hmm. don't give people a vision, then their behavior can't conform to anything. And then what does it conform to? Fear. Yeah. Well, it conforms to the pursuit of pleasure. And then mm. that's there. Then you're just hemming in these behaviors, but you've actually pulled the linchpin out by not having a vision. So that's good. In the family, wow, that's really good. I that, can even see it in young men. Just you know, shifty eyes and just yeah. fidgety and yeah, you yeah. know, they're they're not settled. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you can tell that. And, and look at today's young men. I can always tell who's doing any kind of real spiritual training because when you pass them, you know, I just got out of the airport. Right when you when you walk past people, men look down. Men mm. that look down are not being trained. Men that are being trained, they don't glare at you, but they don't look down. And you can just see who is dealing in the pursuit of, of masculinity, mm -hmm. which is that calm confidence, mm -hmm. which is that grace under pressure, right? So, you know, again, yeah. an, an, another anchor activity that we do at the family is we're looking at the roles. You know, so all of us are coming in and out of roles as the, as the kids get older, right? And if you stay in this hierarchical role of like parent-child role, then that is always kind of suppressing the growth of the kids because we're always the parents and so we always know better. We're always in charge mm -hmm. instead of actually we're in a big old partnership here and you guys aren't really qualified to be partners yet, but it's our job to help get you qualified yeah. and gradually grow you into that shared authority, what we call a progressive authority. And so give me a couple of those roles. Like, okay. That, that's, that's sure. This is all new to me. Okay. So one role is going to be the protector and it's okay. the person who's just constantly thinking about safety. They're, they're the one who can look across the room and see the safety pin glistening in the light that nobody saw that just laying open on the floor. Oh, man, someone almost stepped and on these the are hill. natural roles. That yeah. just, they just kind of fit. They it's do. not like, they okay, do. we got to fill these out. And it's, the thing is, everyone knows it, too. And I'm sure if in your family, yeah. you just have that conversation. Like, so who is this person? But don't let that person say. Everyone will go, oh, they're the caretaker. Because you, you yeah. already know it. That gift is just already evident. Yes, you know I mean? good. So it's like caretaker or protector. Sometimes it can be truth, truth finder. Yeah, oh, that yeah, person. that's my daughter. That's my oldest daughter. <laughs> right? Or how about yeah. comedian? A comedian, absolutely. And so what you just say is like, okay, these are the roles that we're naturally in. And those are, they're, they're baked inside of us, right? And the enemy will come in and say, no, that role has no place because here's a version of it on TV that looks perverted or distorted. And then you think, well... Maybe I, my, I'm naturally given to music, but you know, music, you can't make any money in music. And do you want to be a star? You know what I mean? Like, so there's wow. a lot of attachment. So there's a misalignment right there. There is exactly. And I just always come back to when things are in alignment, you know, you just think of the best teams that we've ever seen or we've ever been on the best moments. We always say things like it just clicked. We say things like I was in the zone. It was just flowing. It's like, that's what the human body does when it's yes. all connected and all the joints are there. And that's what the Bible says, right? That, that, that the body, you know, you, the hand can't say to the arm, I don't have any need of you. That's alignment. It's mm. like everybody in their role. And I think in a family, we want to be flexible enough to see those roles do change over time. They do because this team is maturing into kind of the, the, the first team, right? But in, you know, in, in, a, in a business, it's the same thing. Even though it's not kids and parents, it is the same idea of like, as the leader in this business, how can I help empower you to grow in your role? And if I'm not giving them a role with any growth, for example, let's say you just hire somebody who's a receptionist. That's the job. Terrible. Ter failure. Yeah. No, you're receptionist one. Receptionist two, receptionist three, receptionist four. At reception one, you have certain education I want you to learn. 
I want you to listen to this course on dealing with customer problems. I want you to, I want, you have a, a curriculum called Reception One. Reception Two is the same job as Reception One. It's not a promotion, it's a higher qualification. And this is that idea of giving people a game worth playing. Because if you give them a structure and a game worth playing, they will play it. Somebody mm. thought up baseball. Some, yeah. but, some human, you guys might know. But think about that. Somebody thought it up. And then as it got structured enough, people went crazy for it. Mm. And they still go crazy for it. Because, and see, that's alignment. We got the right amount of skill, the right amount of effort, the right amount of risk, the right amount of measuring, mm. the right amount of reward. We got fans who can participate, right? Like that people go crazy for that. Same in the family, same in the business. And when we don't provide that structure, that alignment, then people wander. It hurts just like my hand did. It's swollen and I can't really use it. And you see those people today. You know, one of the yeah. best TEDx talks, and I know you've given several that I've heard you do, was on a game. We got to get him to do a podcast, David, okay. on a game worth playing and, and applying that to our business. Maybe we'll do that on can the next one. Can you do that for us? Oh, Let's yeah. do that on oh, the next one. Oh, I love that one. Okay, I love it. Well, alignment is so crucial. So we've spoken about it personally. We've spoken about it professionally as well. Is there any other aspect of alignment before we wrap this episode that you want to hit on? Yes, and I'm <laughs> glad you asked. And it's the one, you know, I'm, I'm really in admiration for you guys, which is your, you know, just how you actually keep your internal relationship with yourself because that is the first relationship we're given to steward is we're given ourselves. And then that communication and that, and it's, I don't want to minimize it by saying this, but that connection with God, there's an alignment in hearing. Like we said earlier about, you know, I really feel like God gave me a word. And that was like 13 years ago, right? It's like, Hey, apparently according to John five, he's constantly about his business yeah. and he is showing us his business and he wants us to join him there. I would say that is the real core alignment. Mm. That is like, it, it really not, you know, it's like put your oxygen mask first when you're in the airplane, but then you can help someone else. It's like if we are not nourishing the alignment with with our Heavenly Father, then everything else will eventually just be a good idea. And it might even be a good moral idea. But it's it's not really in God's timing and God's way because we're we're still somewhat out of alignment. I really feel like this whole issue around strongholds and principalities and powers, I know it sounds maybe to some of you guys like a little over-spiritual or kind of spooky, but the reality is that a governing zeitgeist, a governing way of thinking in an entire culture, that's what has the people in Nazi Germany who are, quote, good people doing horrific things they never yeah. would have planned to do. It does come down to this level of yeah. thinking of like, what is the governing spirit of the age? Because it can look like a lot of truth. So if we're not doing that very most basic thing, which is alignment with God and our relationship with him and, and growing that over time, that's where, oh, you can just get... We'll believe a lie. You just move, And then once that's you right. do, the trajectory's just off a little, but 10 years from now, you're, you're hundreds of thousands of miles you know, off, off target. Off, you're off target. misaligned personally, relationally, and in your business, and it's just nothing but a cluster and a yeah, failure. It is. And it God's is. got better for all of us. That's yeah. right. It roots back to scripture. It roots back to our prayer time. It roots back to accountability. I heard that as well, being connected into community. And when you mentioned about thought life, you know, King David, in Psalm 15, it says that what God delights in is those who speak truth in their heart. We cannot believe the lies like the young girl did in the testimony I just shared. We don't believe those lies, or especially as married men, right? We're, and we're, we travel, and I know there's a lot of dudes listening to our podcast. You're on the road, and it's like, your wife doesn't really love you that much. Or, you know, this person over here, they're so much more attractive. That is a lie from the pit of hell, and you have to immediately grab a hold of that. 
And, and we've noticed, and Jason and I, as we speak at men's events especially, and I'm speaking just to the men right now, so if you're a woman listening to this, go give this to your man and your boys. <laughs> Spiritual power and sensual pleasure work in hand in hand. They play off of each other. Like Now, for all the old people, they know, oh, I know what a seesaw is. It's, so the more of one, the less of another, the, more, the less of the other, the more of one. Anyway, however that works, but they, they work hand in hand, and so... To deny your flesh and to tap into the spiritual power of the scripture, the power of the Holy Spirit, listening prayer, praise and worship, tied into community. Some of those things right there will literally change everything, not only about your personal life, but about your company as well. That is the key. And get ready for, ready for the feeling of freedom. I think a lot of people just have been in misalignment for so long, they don't realize this is not a heavy yoke. This is not a crushing burden. You know, but when you get out of alignment, everything gets hard. When you get back into it, Shazam. That's exactly right. It. Well, Eric, you're amazing. Okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get him to do this other one on the next podcast. What's it called again, Jason? A game worth playing, baby. Okay, that was his TEDx talk. You're Use about, it for your business. You're about to hear it next week. So in the meantime, rate review. Please go on there and hook us up because there are plenty of people that don't want to hook us up and actually do the opposite of hooking us up. So take good care of us and expertownership.com. Also, we have an event in Miami. If you're listening to this in the month of March, later this month in Miami, expertownership.com, we're going to talk all about alignment. If you're listening to this after the month of March, well, then you can go back and we've got plenty more events coming as well. So in the meantime, uh, income over impact. Let's see, how does Larry do it? Income over impact. No, no, no. Impact over income. Impact over income. Dang, I knew I'd screw this up. If you can get both, that's great. Just make sure you get the order straight. But we didn't do own it or loan it. I knew I'd screw that up. We'll do Eric. Own it or loan it, Uh which means own it means you'll keep it. Yeah, it works. But loan it is get rid of it. All right. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hit me. I don't know. Chocolate chips. Okay. Perfect. Dark chocolate chips. Not from you. Oh. I'm burned. Yeah. I'm going to get you on that. Tell them we'll about tell you, that. No, no, we'll tell you guys next time. Dark, real dark chocolate that is actually dark. Love it. And that's 70%, that means own it. Own 70% it. higher on it. 70% okay. or higher. I praise the Lord. Higher. Organic. Owning hey, that bad See boy. you next week. I've been really, really feeling it.